Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? True Face equips you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you experience the peace and freedom of the original good news. And on this episode, we're going to mix it up a bit. We're wrapping up 2022, and I'm going to try to do something new. No guests today, just you and me. And as we wrap up the year, this is going to feel more like a family meeting for our True Face tribe, which you're a part of. And I'll catch you up on what I've been learning or struggling to learn personally. We're going to celebrate together uh, what God's done with some of our team's highlights from 2022. And I want to peel back the curtain uh, for for you for what's ahead for us next year. We just had our two-day annual planning for 2023 as a True Face team, and I'll, I'll fill you in on where we're headed and what we're praying big for. To start, uh, I want to jump in with what I've been processing personally in an area of my life. One thing I've been thinking a lot about is, is my struggle to be really present. I want uh, an unhurried and peaceful presence, but I've got a hard time with this, with finding that, and, and it's affecting my relationships with God and with the people around me. I've spent a ton of time this year processing the struggle, what's leading to it, what's the source, and, and what do the symptoms look like, what fears or anxieties are driving me, what are the patterns of my life that are unsustainable and affecting to this unhurried presence, what rhythms of my life are resulting in a pace that's not conducive for the desires of my heart. My, ex- my desires to experience the, fruits, uh, the, the fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And so I've been praying Psalm 139 a lot this year. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I've been processing what's getting in the way. Is it my patterns, my rhythms of my day, my fears, my personality? Is it my workload? Is it connected to a lie? And if so, what lie? A wrong perspective of God or myself? Is it just selfishness? In my processing, I've been uncovering the answer, and the answer is yes, unfortunately, to pretty much all those things. So I've been uh, doing a lot of work. I in a couple different areas, one thing I did, I, I set a limit about nine months ago to do my best to not look at screens of any type, uh, had to have no inputs, even music driving into work um, for the first two hours of my day in order to focus on what I care about most, which is the ability to slow down and be present enough to connect in relationship with God. I've started uh, spiritual direction w- to help me uh process and to guide me to understand and formulate better spiritual rhythms for my own soul care. And all this is probably just one of the many aspects of my midlife crisis, or as my friend Lindy Black recommended to me, Robbie, don't call it midlife crisis, call it midlife adjustments. You're more in love with Emily than ever. You're good. So you're just making adjustments. But I've realized that um, in, in part of this processing that I haven't been present for the majority of my life. 
I think a lot of this is connected to how God wired me. I'm a strategic and visionary minded guy. I, I see the potential of tomorrow. And I, I live in the potential of that tomorrow in my brain. I, I have this really high internal drive and high levels of ambition and, and that high achieving type wiring. And I see the potential of the future and, and therefore I want to go hard towards it. So I live in that reality of the potential of tomorrow. And this has resulted in a lot of blessings in my life. But some of the struggles it's resulted in has shown up in in things like my patience, um, in my contentment, in my thankfulness, in my peace, uh, or in my presence. And as you can imagine, I care most about relationships and these things affect what I care most about, which is my relationship with God and with others. And so I, I, I'm doing work to figure out how, how to move the needle in this area. And it's top of mind uh, as I process this because I want to do a better job um, living in the present and being focused over these holidays that we're about to enter into. I want to really be present when my five-year-old is opening those presents and, and he has that joy of like opening a present as a five-year-old does and sometimes the disappointment when he doesn't get what his brother gets or whatever he wants. I, I want to soak in the beauty of my big family celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus, who loves us so much. And and I want to be able to slow down enough to meditate longer on God's love for me as I contemplate the birth of Jesus and, and what that means. I also want to do a better job celebrating. Um, part of the presence and thankfulness comes up in celebrating, which we don't do well, I think, in, in the West and in general in society. And I especially don't do it. But I want to pause and reflect and celebrate answered prayers in order to worship God um, and, and with a spirit of thanksgiving. So I want to do that with you all today. And thanks for letting me practice and joining with me wherever you are in, in worshiping and praising our Father for our answered prayers and blessings over the past year. Part of me, as you now know, would rather spend time sharing plans for the future and what we're working on. So I'm going to practice Thanksgiving and celebration with y'all now. And I encourage you to do the same over the next week. or As the year wraps up, let's reflect on what God's done. Let's worship Him in doing that. I love worship and thinking and meditating on the goodness of God. Let's be present as much as we can be and celebrate together in this holiday season designed for Thanksgiving and celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus. And so that might look like spending 20 minutes journaling about what God's done this past year, or just pausing at a meal and setting up a time to reflect and celebrate and just asking the family the awkward question of, hey, let's all talk about the things, the highs, the things we're thankful for this past year, or getting some time with God to slow down and exhale and just enjoy his presence and meditate on his life and how wild it is that he loved us so much that uh, he came down as a baby. Um, as you know, as I look back on this year to celebrate with you what God's done through the ministry, um, 
I got a lot to be thankful for. I'm three and a half years into a founder transition, stepping into a now 27-year-old ministry and having the impossible task of filling the shoes of Bruce McNichol, Bill Thrall, and John Lynch. The board, when they brought me on, asked me to reimagine an expression of the ministry beyond the gifts of those three guys to reach more people in the next generation. And I thought, just like some of you right now, good luck with that, Robbie. I, I knew coming into this role three and a half years ago that God would need to show up big for this thing to work, for it to have a shot at, at happening and continuing to grow and reach more people with this message of grace. And on top of that, uh, Trueface is a unique ministry model, which makes for some aspects of transition that are just more difficult. As many of you know, we're a ministry to help people understand and apply grace in their relationships to provide teaching and tools to help them get unstuck, to get past where religion takes them, to experience depth with God and others, to see God more clearly, see themselves more clearly, and to experience shame-free, grace-filled communities. Now, this is kingdom work, and it's what God's already up to all over the world. And don't hear me wrong, God does not need me. He does not need me. He does not need true face. Uh, I'm not picking up the weight of that false position rooted in my pride that God needs me or this ministry, but I do want to be a part of something, uh, of what God is doing in kingdom work to help more people experience the peace and the freedom of the original good news. This good news of grace, and, and it was really humbling. Uh, to be a part of this ministry that had been doing that in my own life and had been doing that so effectively for so many years, to step into that role has been amazing the past few years. And wondering what and how that'll look like in this next chapter after John, Bill, and Bruce has been uh, difficult and has come with a lot of unknowns. But I am so thankful when I reflect back on the past two challenging but amazing years. Uh, God decided to show up. I can confidently say in reflecting on the past three and a half years now uh, that it looks like God isn't done with what he wanted to do in kingdom work through this true face ministry. It feels like he's preparing for something amazing in the years ahead where the ripple of kingdom impact will be a lot of fun to be a part of. And before we unpack blessings from the past year and the potential of tomorrow, I want to pause to celebrate with you and share the depth of gratitude that I have and thankfulness for all of you listening to this on either Spotify or watching this on YouTube. Thank you, because we're a donor-driven ministry with about 70% of our annual budget coming from donations of people who have been impacted by the ministry. The other 30% comes through book sales, speaking, that kind of thing. But when I came on three and a half years ago, we were in a dicey spot as a ministry financially, and I was stepping into a transition season with a lot of uncertainty. Would the people investing in the ministry as donors continue, or would they stop giving? It was a real quick lesson for me on trusting God to provide daily bread and to provide one donor as needed after the next to if he wanted True Face to continue, right? And some of you were a part of that answer prayer. I have been so humbled and blessed by a lot of you continuing to make this investment in this season of transition. Your generosity has been so faithful. You've partnered with us without knowing the strategy, plans, or viability of the future because we didn't know those things. 
You gave our team time to find out how to continue to grow the impact of this message of grace, and I am so thankful for you. And we continue to need you to do that. Look, am I now sliding into an ask into this podcast? Yes. But here's why, stick with me. Many of you know I've got a business finance background. I was in aid work where I vetted international ministries to partner with through my roles with Samaritan's Purse. So I look at ministry impact with a direct and a critical eye. And Trueface is a weird ministry to give to. Not weird ministry, a weird ministry to give to. We're not digging wells in Africa and we're not feeding children, which, which is a clear ministry model to give to. We're helping stuck Christians experience the fullness of the gospel of grace by equipping them with discipleship tools to apply truths to, to in their relationships with God and those around them. That's really important kingdom work, but it's kind of confusing, and it's hard to, the me- it's hard to measure the impact of that, and in general, it's just not very sexy to give to. But we want to be a lean, small ministry with a really big kingdom impact, kind of like the special forces in, in the ministry world. I want our small team to steward the resources you've entrusted with us uh, to have the best kingdom ROI or return on investment of any ministry you give to. And so considering you friends, I can confidently say I would ask you to consider partnering with us to help reach more people with this good news of grace. And a lot of us are looking for places to invest our money to have kingdom impact, right? So I'd kind of be a jerk if I didn't tell you that investing in the ministry of True Face is a solid kingdom investment. Because if if I'm not going to be able to say that, I'm going to go do this somewhere else. So I know that out of a few thousand of you who will listen to this, less than 10% will ever or have ever given to support the ministry in that way. And that's perfectly fine. But I will ask directly now. If 5% of you listening went to trueface.org forward slash give and signed up as a monthly giver with any amount, five bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, it would make a major impact on whether or not we can pursue the plans we're hoping and praying for, which I'll talk about in a minute. But before that, I want to do what I said I'd do at the beginning and, and don't do enough, which is pause to celebrate what God has done. First, the fact that we're here three and a half years into a message-based ministry founder transition is a massive answer prayer. And on top of that, because of you, we in those years have been able to develop eight major resources leading to an increase in revenues. Our annual budget is about a million dollars a year, and we've grown to have a team of about nine of us, which has allowed us to do this. But with this that size team, which we didn't have for most of the three and a half years, Developing eight major resources has been a crazy sprint. I hear Brittany Colson, who runs Point on Developing Our Resources and the project management of them, agreeing with me right now in Phoenix. But we've launched three of those in 2022 alone. We launched a small group study called Healing Relationships in March. And then in August, we launched a small group study called Divided We Stand, How to Love When We Disagree. These have books and videos uh, to help small groups apply these truths of grace in our relationships. And check this out. In the first three quarters of 2022, our studies had over 75,000 views from people around the world. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that ridiculous? Like, why does that really matter though? It's because these tools that you helped us develop in means 75,000 people had conversations to help them move towards messy relationships and to apply grace in the relationships with people around them. The ability of our small ministry to be a part of helping 75,000 conversations happen about how 
we can love others more effectively is just cool. That's a, in addition to the 10,000 books that we purchased and the thousands that we are able to speak to and message through through other formats to help spread this message of grace. And get this, by the end of the year, that those numbers are going to be a lot higher. Part of that's because right now media, who we partner with on the small group studies, it, it, it's like the Netflix for small group studies, rightnowmedia.org. But they chose to promote our study, Divided We Stand, in an email to millions of their users in a, a couple months ago. It was especially cool uh, for me personally because we were highlighted in the email blast and right, a, right below it uh, was a study by Bob Goff, who I love. So it was kind of the second time in my life where I was ahead of Bob Goff, um, or you could say he was behind me, which feels like a personal win. I feel like I'm in overtime now because I love Bob and I think he's amazing. And so for twice in life to feel one up uh, that I one up Bob, Bob, if you're listening by any chance to this, it, it makes me happy. Uh, and it's probably not healthy, but it just is what it is. The other time it was about nine years ago. I was in South Sudan where Bob spoke at a conference and, and he got slated to speak right before me. So I spoke after him. So, uh, Bob was, Bob Goff was kind of my warm up act. You could say, uh, another highlight of my life. Um, but that's a story for another day and hanging out with Bob Goff in Juba, South Sudan, um, is one of my favorite memories, maybe, maybe for later, but, uh, back to true face, the, biggest highlight for me is that we launched the true face journey in 2022 this has been a massive two-year project building a nine-month group mentorship discipleship tool to equip groups of men women or couples to experience a deeper dive into theology identity and experiencing authentic community together over a nine-month period churches are using it as a leader development tool to develop the quality and quantity of the leaders and in their cultures of grace Individuals who want to pour their cup into others and don't know who to do that with and how to do it are using that in their discipleship, personal discipleship into others. And we've already seen the ripple impact begin so quickly. Uh, and and what I mean by that is that out of the nine-month group uh, experience, the True Face Journey, we're already seeing participants, people that went through it, decide to become leaders and invest into others, which is that multiplication component. Because if you if tools lead to a ripple and a secondary um, impact and transferability, those ripples uh, can lead to a movement because multiplication can result in a movement, which is just awesome. Uh, as you know, um, at the end of the day, we're doing all of this to help people experience transformation. That's why we do these tools, these conversations, these journeys. And we define transformation as seeing God and ourselves differently in a way that results in how we love those around us in a noticeably different way. Real transformation is always evidenced by our love, how we love those around us. So when we hear stories of transformation, it's what drives our team and one of our favorites, uh, one of my favorites from this year was uh, from a True Face Journey member. She said, I've begun choosing to trust God. I found new freedom in my thought life and all the what ifs. I've always had negative what ifs with my loved ones and have been very fear-based in my narratives. I've begun trusting God with my loved ones. And this has brought me so much peace. It's not religious formulas or checklists or striving. Instead, it's trusting that was her quote. And how cool is that? How 
her view of God and trusting God has decreased her fears for her family and her friends and her fear-based narratives. And imagine the impact of how those around her experience a difference in how she's loved and how they're experiencing her love. That's the power of these type of tools you've developed and you've helped us develop and the potential fruit that comes. And because of the stories we're hearing, I can say that we're starting to see them gain traction. And here are some numbers to celebrate to show that uh, for some of you who are interested, in 2022, we've seen an increase in our email list uh, grow over 40%, which is cool because that's increased reach of people for these tools that lead to freedom. And our podcast listenership has doubled. We've seen a double-digit percentage increase in people engaging in our studies through our online portal. People visiting and reading blogs and our website has increased 20% compared to last year. And on top of that, our team has spent a ton of time this year working on our back-end systems to be equipped to support and reach more people with these tools that we've been busy developing over the past three years. That means the unfun stuff like cleaning up Salesforce, our CRM, transitioning to a better learning management system to support TrueFace Journey Groups, developing a new website and testing some marketing approaches. Our, our team's growing and we're transitioning. We've majored the past couple years and focused on building tools to equip the capital C church to experience deeper relationships, but not focused as much on growing the reach of those tools. We're going to try to do that better in, in the next couple years and in 2023. And, uh, Part of our ability to do that is because the number of Wayfinders, which is our classification of any of you who give monthly to TrueFace, has increased this past year, which has allowed our team to head into 2023 uh, and increase our reach uh, of this message of grace. So our team just met for a couple days to talk about our plans for next year. We do a two-day annual planning, and I want to share with you what some of those are. First... Um, of all the major focuses, uh, the, one of the biggest is going to be our focus on expanding the impact and reach of the true face journey. We believe this tool is helping discipleship happen more easily and, and more effectively in churches and in individual pockets around the country. And so we want more people to do that. My, the group that I'm leading with Emily, uh, we're investing in four younger couples and, Month three is an overnight retreat, and we just had our overnight retreat a couple months, a couple weeks ago, and it was one of the highlights of my year. Watching these young couples experience an environment where they can be fully known in order to be fully loved, and they can learn and process uh, and experience these truths of grace is about as fun as it gets for me. And we want to partner with as many of you and as many churches as we can to help equip them with this free nine-month resource to help them in their disciple-making. Another major uh, content focus for our team will be writing a new book, uh, which we're neck deep in the creative processes to develop that. We're writing a new book with a, a group study guide, and it'll be an allegorical book similar to The Cure, capturing the foundational teachings of True Face with a target audience of, of a Gen Z person in mind. See, our signature teaching is really captured in The Cure, And it captures the freeing message of the gospel of grace around a felt need or a problem that resonates more with Gen Z or boomers. Too many of us grew up in a Christian society where we miss grace because we took the path of 
pleasing, right? Of striving, sin management, religion, which the cure is so powerfully clarifying and freeing. But the problem is Gen Z isn't is growing up in a post-Christian environment and they're not struggling with pleasing or striving or the law. They're good. They're they aren't going down the pleasing path to the room of good intentions as much as their parents did. They're saying, no, God loves me and it's okay for me to sleep with my boyfriend and because he loves me, right? See, so many of the next generation are asking different questions. They aren't airing, they're, they are airing, um, not in pleasing or the law, but in license or cheap grace, you could say. So how do we communicate? the gospel of grace to the next generation, it's going to be different. And we're trying to do that with a book that will serve almost as a prequel to The Cure uh, with the next generation in mind. And it'll hopefully launch in early 2024. And as most of you know, there's not much money in book sales unless your name is Bob Goff or John Grisham. So it's your generosity and support that even allows us to tackle a, a big project like this, which is an amazing opportunity. And need for us to share this message of Jesus in ways that'll reach the next generation more effectively. And we wouldn't be doing any of this without your support. Uh, We're also working on launching blogs and podcasts with a new format next year. So get ready for some changes in January. And we're working on a new learning management system with an app for all the course and content of Trueface. We're rebuilding our website to more clearly guide people to apply these tools in their communities. We're speaking at churches, conferences, organizations, doing consulting. In January alone, I'm speaking to a group of leaders in Texas and to leaders through a partner ministry who helps people experience freedom from sexual addiction. We're developing masterclass teachings for church leaders to help them develop more grace-oriented spiritual formation strategies and for individuals to figure out how to more effectively make disciples in a post-Christian society. All of this at the end of the day, boils down to our hope that we develop tools that can have a ripple effect and growing kingdom impact around the world. And we're praying big and asking you to join with us in praying big for what God could do in the years ahead. Whether this work will result in 10 stories of transformation or 10,000, that's in God's hands. We're being faithful, and we're trying to be faithful to the next right thing he's called us to do. And right now, that feels like staying small and nimble and developing tools that can have outsized, multiplying relational impact that could result in tens of thousands of communities of grace, rooms of grace, bows cafes happening all over, where people see God in themselves through a lens of grace that Jesus made possible, and they'll experience the peace and the freedom that results in this good news. So, God... We are continually awed and blessed by your gifts. You've surpassed our expectations over the past few years, and and we pray that you continue to use this little ministry for outsized, amazing impact. Your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and we pause to give you glory for allowing this small tribe to be a part of that work made possible by Jesus. And we pray that You guide us and direct us as individuals and as a ministry in whatever way you have for us in this next year. And I pray a blessing for all the people listening in or watching this. God, thank you for bringing the people around this ministry that you have who have supported us in so many different ways. 
encouragement, participation financially through our prayers. I pray that you give everyone listening an extra dose of awareness of the Holy Spirit in them so that they experience the fruit of peace and patience and kindness as they wrap up their year. As they spend time with family and friends, as they celebrate and contemplate the mysteries of God coming to earth as a baby to save us and reconcile us into a perfectly loving and redeemed relationship with our Creator. We love you and help increase our awareness of your love for us in this holiday season. Thanks, everybody. Love you and Merry Christmas.